And we ate so much <laughs> raw fish way too early after drinking oh. all night the night before. Oh, God. That uh, me and my traveling partner were like, oh, God, like I feel like shit. <laughs> it's like, what's the right thing to do? And then we saw this, this little guy selling those little mochi balls. And we we're like, I yeah, love mochi. There's, it's so fucking good, man. Something about oh, that so texture. Good. Red bean flavored. Mm. Oh, yeah? We got like six flavors. We I've got like a strawberry. I, oh, my God. Was I've seen good? the red bean flavored. I've never dabbled. I've seen it at fancy sushi restaurants. Red bean flavored mochi. And I'm like, I don't know if it I is, want my ice cream to taste like shit. Legume. Get, Forrest, you order bubblegum ice cream when we get ice cream. That was one time, and you're never letting that go. <laughs> every time. And I, I, have I it admit that was a huge... It's a huge mistake. It's literally just a five-second video of in the Galapagos. After we found Fern, we went out. We were about to go out drinking. We stopped at an ice cream place, and I have a video of Forrest saying, two scoops of bubble gum, please." Wild times. Here we go. Wild times. This is an episode. I don't know what number, and we're here. Three episode three. Yep, we're one oh three. Oh one oh three. Okay, sorry. I thought you said episode three. I was like, yeah, that's kind of a good joke. Yes, man. Um, this is the Wild Times podcast, the greatest show in the world. I am coming to you live, thanks to Elon Musk's Starlink from Baja, Mexico, right behind Are they me. A sponsor right here. No, but should they be. should be. There's my view. Very nice. That's nice. I don't know if it's just nuclear looking through there, but I think I'm I saw here. a whale shark. There was one. That's why I, I left a minute ago. There was one that swam by. We've had two swim by today, which is pretty neat. Um, you yeah, they're right here. They're like 25 feet offshore. I've just had my friends in town for the last three days. They were staying with us. We got out every day on the boat. Uh, I got stories. I got all kinds of things. But seeing as this is a regular and not a bonus, by the way, if you're listening to this, check out the bonuses on Patreon. I'm your host, Forrest Galante. Joining me, as always, the wonderful, the fabulous, the fantastic the definitely not balding Mr. Peter Fitzer. How are you, Peter? I may be balding. I, I've i been yeah. balding since I was 28. Um, well, it's interesting because you accuse Patrick and I of it constantly, and yet I don't, I've are. never accused you of balding except for today, and it's because your hair is... I mean, I don't know. I don't I, look. Yeah, at, maybe you can see maybe yeah. right there, right there, right there. And, and Pat Duff is balding; has been since he's twelve. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, hold up in my house. I am uh, jealous of where you're at. I am obese. I'm going on a 21 day diet reset. So next time beans? you see me, I'll be beans. I'll, Are you doing beans? Beans will be involved. It won't be the <laughs> premise of the diet like last time, even though it did work, and I'm pretty certain it was allowed me to get my wife pregnant. Uh, that said, <laughs> having a good day. Uh, how are you good. gentlemen doing? Good. Very good. well. And to finalize the uh, intro, Mr. Papa P himself, the pen pusher, the producer, Patrick DeLuca. What's up, Pat? Hey, man. Uh, well, I'm just excited to be recording with you guys today because it's World Animal Day. Woo! Is. Today Yay. is World Animal Day. What does it mean to you, Forrest, World Animal Day? Oh, dude, I don't care about animals. It's stupid. Okay. He looks Fuck like it. an animal today. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I didn't even know it was World Animal Day. Uh, to be 100% honest, World Everything Day doesn't mean anything to me. Like, I remember when it, like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything to me anymore. It, it, I remember when it, like, kind of started, and I was like, I'm trying to remember what the first one was, like, World Sea Turtle Day, and I was like, fuck yeah, like, awareness for yeah. sea turtles. And that was, like, you know, 10, 12 years ago when all these World Days started. Now it's like World Hot Dog Day, World Beach yep. Day, World Animal Day, World Tree Day. It's like, fuck, I don't care anymore. Every day is World Animal Day for me. I don't need this. 
Wow. That I bet you weren't expecting that answer, were you, Pat? <laughs> I think he's drunk. He must be. Or I'm not. Something's I'm going. not. I'm on my first drink. I'm not. I'm on my okay. first drink right. of the day. Right. I had to work today. That's why I look so so camped. You're great. Um, you got you got all dressed up for your video meeting. That's right. Um, yeah. No, but that's my answer. What? Uh, how do you guys feel about World Animal Day? Well, I just found out about it. Um, so you know, yeah, I guess it's. Uh, what is it? It's a day that uh, you're supposed to do something nice for animals, donate money. I don't know. What, what is World Animal Day? I don't know. Wow. Well, listen, I'm a big fan of World Animal Day. I got plans. I invited Pat to go in the next, this upcoming weekend to a place where there'll be pigs and bees. And I love pigs and bees. <laughs> pigs and bees together is rare. So we're going to be celebrating rare. World Animal Day this weekend, and I'm, I'm thrilled about it. But you guys should come so, down here. That offer is open. This place is epic. It's Kyle's coming down there to suck your dick, isn't he? I mean, to, to hang out for a while, isn't he? And you think I'm the drunk one saying inappropriate things. Um, <laughs> nah, I'm just, yes. I, I just have no filter. Kyle is coming down. He's coming down in a couple of weeks. We're going to go film some whale sharks. We're going to go out fishing. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Nice. Well, Wait, in so honor what? of, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I talked to you the other day on the phone, Forrest, and you were you were waiting for uh, some people to take you out on a boat. You were going to go tag whale sharks? It's pretty funny because it seems like everywhere I go, there's no world in which I don't end up, like, working, like, contributing my limited skill set. So I should rock uh-huh. up here in, in Bahia, right? And, and Bay of LA is notorious for having one of the highest densities of whale sharks, predictable whale shark migrations in the world. And so it's like, I love it here. I come here for, that is one of the main reasons I come here. But I rock up here, I run into my buddy Mike, and he's like, dude, uh, Rafa, the world's leading whale shark researcher, gets here tomorrow, and he's staying literally the exact same dates you're staying. Um, he leaves on the 17th. And uh, he's here to do whale shark research every single day. And the whole whale shark group is here and blah, blah, blah. Would you like to uh, would you like to be involved? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll come and meet everybody and go to the meeting. Like, I'm not going to miss the opportunity to meet the world's leading whale shark researcher, which wow. very, very promptly turned into, hey, Forrest, do you want to work with us on this project every day for the next three weeks? And to which <laughs> I, of course, said yes out of enthusiasm and then realized that that was not the best use of my time. But uh, okay. <laughs> you, and Pat, you and Pat tend to do that a lot right yeah, off the bat, whatever. very excited into it. Yeah. And then the next day, it's what did I get myself into? Well, yes, but also no, because I'm stoked. I've been out on the boat every day. I, I have a boat here at the house that I'm staying at at my friend Randy's house. And so I'm using we're using my boat so they don't have to pay for a boat a lot of the days. And uh, their goal is to tag four new sharks and find this one. There's a big female that hangs out around here that they put a tag on like two years ago. But for whatever reason, they didn't put anti-fouling on the tag. So the Mm. tag is no longer transmitting because it's covered in algae and growth. So they have to try and find this gal and grab onto her and scrub that tag so that it starts transmitting again. And so I've been out looking for her, but we haven't found her yet. What's the method to like find a specific whale shark? Well, there isn't. And, and it's actually really interesting. I'll tell you more about it. Well, there isn't because typically it's like, all right, the whale sharks come into this bay because it's really nutrient dense on the south end of the bay and they congregate there. And any given day, you can have like eight, 15, 20 sharks there, uh, depending on the day. As far as the method for finding one, you just go to that area, right? Because it's like, this is where they concentrate. And you're like, oh, it's not that one. It's not that one. Oh, that's a new one. It qualifies. Let's put a tag on it. But, but, and this is what's really fascinating. This year, 
Hurricane K hit Baja, California about a month ago, right? Uh Mm. And when Hurricane K hit, there was quite a lot of damage in Bahia. Took out some houses, the arroyos, the the dry riverbeds flooded like crazy. And nobody can find the goddamn sharks. And so I was sitting down with Rafa, the, the whale shark researcher. We were talking about like theories and hypotheses. And he came up with this idea that because there was this big influx, there was so there's a hurricane, ton of water flushed, fresh water, rain dumped, fresh water sweeped over the desert and dumped into this bay, okay? With it came a bunch of micronutrients and sediment. And what that's done is it's caused a giant bloom of plankton and zooplankton in the bay. So now in the area where there's typically sharks, like all the sharks, on an average we've seen one or two per day, but we're seeing them everywhere. They're like out by the island. They've been right in front of this house. They're up in the north, and we're just finding them sporadically. And so Rafa's theory, which I think is totally accurate, is this giant flood happened, pushed all these nutrients into the bay, and the whale sharks are like, well, screw it. I'm not going to stay in the corner. There's food everywhere because of all these micronutrients that have been introduced into the bay. And so instead of being concentrated in a predictable area, they're spread out everywhere, and it's making the work and the research very difficult, but it's interesting because it's a phenomenon that hasn't been seen before, at least of. Wow. So, and they, they typically, like, you can find them in a large concentration because they're all going to the same food source, but they don't, they don't hang out in groups, right? Uh, well, yeah, correct. I mean, they hang out in groups in the yeah. sense of they're all on the same food source, like you just identified. Right. But right. Um, what the way you see them is you're cruising along in a boat and you see this very weird, giant, mouth. I mean, Kyle, maybe Google shark, like uh, Google shark, Google search whale shark feeding. And you'll see, you just see the mouth coming out of the water, or sometimes you see the fin or the tail fin. And so you just look for these things sticking out of the water. But um, yeah, they typically you'll have like a bunch in an area all feeding together, but they're not like a schooling fish that travels together gotcha. in a group. Oh yeah. It's just a big mouth. Yeah. So that's what you, you so, I was trying to think if there was a way to it's really interesting when you see it above water. I, could, I, I got some photos of it somewhere. But anyway, it's, it's really cool. You just see like the white band of the t- upper jaw sort mm. of out of the water. And it looks like this big archway coming out of the water and just sort of slurping up micronutrients. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah so how are you going to identify the females? So what do you do? You get, you, you get there, you're like, okay, we got one. And then someone jumps in the water because they have like specific markings or something. Yeah, so they do on the on the left side between the gill plate and the pectoral fin for breasts. every sh- single shark they take photos. What's that? No, they have breasts. Good? I, I would imagine. Oh. Yeah, you're great. Um, on the left side <laughs> of every shark between Derailed. the gill plates and the dorsal fin, they have spots like all over their body. But it's like a human fingerprint. No set of spots are the same, and so you always photograph that section of each individual shark. How they're going to find the female is pretty easy because they'll just find the only giant female swimming around with a tag that's covered in algae growth. So, yeah. you know, they don't they don't even have to be like match it up or anything. They just like, oh, look at that tag. It's it's bright green. Right. It's covered in algae growth. So we got to go scrub it. Um, but that was one of the big goals for the project. I mean, they're only six days in, but we have nobody's found her yet. So still looking. Very Peter. cool. Yeah. What would you, how big would you guess the largest recorded whale shark ever lengthwise is? Uh, I'll go three football pole length, so 30 feet. What okay. an odd Thir- metric. That's how I measure feet. everything. Is his guess. Forrest, what's your guess? 
Largest whale shark ever documented, 46 feet. 61.7 feet. I was close. I was close. Can you fucking imagine that, dude? Holy shit. Yeah, that's huge. Because standard is like basketball who blanks, not football. Did I say football? Average is 18 to like between 18 and 32. Yeah. So you're talking twice probably the biggest one you've ever seen is the largest ever recorded. Well, and to add to that, and we don't need to make this whole pot about whale sharks, but it's really cool. Day before yesterday, we go out, we're literally 25 feet in front of the launch ramp and I see a fin and I'm like, oh, weird. And I was by myself spotting for the research group at this point. And I'm like, uh, I was with the family, but I wasn't with the research group. I'm like, weird. That like doesn't look like a whale shark fin uh, because it was like this big. I get there. It is like a five foot long whale shark. It is no tiny, shit. which is like, it, it's weird to say this because you're used to seeing baby animals of everything. But when you see a whale shark that you could literally like scoop and pick up, it is very bizarre to see. Like you're not expecting a whale shark that is like five feet long ever. You know, like mm. a small one's like like 15 feet. But to see right. one that's five feet was unbelievable. It was like all the researchers, they came over. They're like, oh, way too small for a tag. Um, so let me let me riddle you this. Knowing that the biggest one ever got over 60 feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> knowing that the biggest one ever got over 60 feet. How old do you think that five-foot-long whale shark was? And this is based on Rafa, the, uh, the, the world's leading researcher. Uh, six, uh, four months old is my guess. I'll go uh, two weeks old. Between eight and 13 years old. How? So it's like a little person whale shark? So they're, they're not as fast growing as you'd think. So they're born pretty big. Oh, wow. And then they're, yeah, they're relatively slow growing. No shit. Yeah. And how long do they live? Told me. And I, I said this, uh, they live like 50 years. But I said the mm. same thing you guys did. I was like, oh, I bet that, you know, a year old at the most. He's like, no. He's like, that's like maybe 8, 10, 13 years old. I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, wow, I learned dude. something totally new. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even reach mat- maturity until they're 30. It's good yeah, to hear you're still crazy? learning new things as uh, the wildlife expert. Uh, I do, I do <laughs> want to do a little thing in honor of, um, you know, World Animal Day. And okay. uh, it took, it took you a minute to think of that, didn't it? Well, you know, <laughs> kind of blanked out there a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm in one mode when Forrest is explaining something for 10 minutes and then I have to shift focus. It's not easy when you have a layman brain like mine. I'm actually okay. like learning when he's talking and then I'm like thinking about it and then I have to like switch to something else. But I do <laughs> want to get this in. Uh, we need to discuss it's it's World Animal Day. What is your favorite best animal encounter that you've ever, ever had in your life? Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, that's a really good question. Why don't you start, Peter? Oh, yeah. Great. I got to think. So oh, before, before I moved into uh, this house that I'm living in, which was last year, we drove up to it uh, and checked it out. You know, we were going to buy it and everything. And then it was nighttime. And there's just this white, pure white cat sitting on the, uh, on, on, in front of the door. And then uh. we came more times, and the cat always just sitting right there as if it owned the house. And uh, <laughs> so I'm like, dude, this cat is awesome. And then, like, you could pet him. He was totally cool and everything and just the nicest cat. And so – and then we move in. Everything's cool. And uh, come to find out it's the neighbor's cat that just wanders the neighborhood, and he's deaf, and his name's Blue. <laughs> 
but he's okay. deaf and it's like crazy now because he's all he's he always your, is he your boy yeah, I always say it. that too. Except he doesn't get along with the R cat that we have in the house. They literally attack each other through the window. But because uh, basically, R cat came in and took over his turf, and he's like oh, the yeah. neighborhood badass, dude. I swear to God, this wow. cat probably could fight off a coyote. And uh, <laughs> but he's deaf, so like you can call him, you can make noises at him. He never paid attention, but and and I was always like, fuck you, then. But like he would be super friendly sometimes, and I never knew until the neighbor finally told me, "Oh yeah, he's deaf." And and I'm, oh no, actually his tag said, "I'm blue and I'm deaf." And I'm like, "Oh okay." So my favorite thing was meeting the deaf cat Blue. Uh, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. That's I mean, this nice. is what you get from a guy yeah, who I mean, hasn't you, gone to many adventures. Yeah, you've lived 37 hard years, yeah. and that, that was your. That was the one that I, stuck with you. Yep. I haven't heard that in a minute. That's funny. Forrest, what, what animal, what was yours, your best animal encounter that you've ever had? Um, wow, there are two enormous Great Danes that just walked in. Look at this. Hi, guys. I have no idea where these dogs are from. Do you see them? <laughs> Hi. Check its color. Is he deaf? Oh, there comes a third one. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. They look friendly. They got some tags on them. This is yeah, why people tune in right here. I just have no idea whose dogs these are, or where they've come from, or or are they, are they going friendly. in the house? Well, there's a screen, so okay. no. But um, I just cooked my dog some food right up there, which <laughs> is just boiled yellowtail. But this guy's just sorry. I'll get to my favorite. This might be it. Maybe I'm having my favorite <laughs> animal. Again. World Animal Day, dude. Your dog's you, your dog's eating like a fucking king down there in Baja, huh? He loves it. Yeah, he gets boiled fish for like every meal. Oh, there they go. Well, that was fun. Um, yeah, cool. Sorry, World animal that day. was distracting. I mean, look. <laughs> The answer for me is Fern, but I'm not going to tell that story because everybody that listens to this has heard it or seen it. Or if you haven't, watch Extinctor Alive. Um, oh, here comes a guy who owns the dogs. Um, <laughs> if you haven't watched Extinctor Alive, you know, the Fernandina tortoise. But I'll tell one that I haven't thought of in a long time. That sort of the second he said it, it clicked in my brain. So when I was a little kid, I was probably, I was probably 10 years old. I was with my grandfather, who was pretty much my hero. And we went to Manapools in Zimbabwe. And Manapools is just this incredible uh, national park. And my grandfather said to me, he's like, all right, we're going to go for a hike around Longpool. And Kyle, maybe you can find this. Might not even be available. Longpool, Mana, M-A-N-A, Pools, Zimbabwe. It is this massive, long uh, uh, pan, which is like a, a seasonal lake, right? Fills up during the wet season and dries during the dry season. And uh, all the animals come down there to drink. I was 10 years old. My grandpa's like, I'm going to go for... Uh, what? Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You I should change, like, change your Instagram handle to the... <laughs> Never mind. No, go that ahead. ruins the story. <laughs> no, it's not true. It's, it's because there's a delay on Forrest fucking AirPods coming through the Bluetooth, so it comes through a half second later, and then it, like, interrupts his next piece, so I can't but, do but, it, but, and it's but my I've, thing. But I've, I've adapted, like an animal in nature, I have adapted <laughs> to the delay. But it's not your thing. You ha you're you're like the snarky asshole smart guy. I'm like the funny <laughs> interrupt guy who you guys hate. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Fair enough. All right. Thanks. So I'll try <laughs> not to do it. Just stalling for Kyle to find this picture of Longpool. Exactly. Yeah, well played. Uh so we're cruising around Longpool and I'm 10 years old. I'm not up to the task of this hike. And it's like 105 degrees out. And it's just my granddad and I. And this is in like deep bush Africa. Like there's lions everywhere, there's everything. But it's a hot day and we're not seeing anything. It's I, probably the first time I've ever been on a long walk, just my granddad and I. 
and he starts telling me, well, that's the Zambezi River in that photo, but um, it doesn't really matter. It's just this big, flat piece of water. It's beautiful, though. And uh, so we walk around and we see a bunch of crocodiles and, you know, there's a hip, there's a couple of hippos in it and stuff, but we're not seeing a lot of wildlife in general. And Kyle, you will be able to Google this in a minute. So we, we get, we get to the end and you can either go like another mile and a half down to the very end of where it gets dry, or we can cut through the mud. And my grandpa's like, come on, we're cutting through the mud. Now my grandpa was a decorated world war II hero, right? He was a, he was a tough old bastard. And, um, he, uh, he takes us through the mud and I'm like nipples deep in the mud and he's like way steep and we're cruising through and I lose my shoes and there's crocodiles like five feet away and my grandpa's like hitting him with a stick and he's like, this was a bad idea. And we're having this like grand old time and I'm exhausted. We get out of the mud and the car's like, it's like a half mile away. And my grandpa's like, you have to run. And I'm like, what? I'm not running. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you have to run. Not because he was scared, but because he was trying to toughen me up. And I've this, it's like a seven hour hike and I'm 10 years old. Right. (laughs) And I'm like unbelievably exhausted. I'm like whining for him to pick me up and stuff. Maybe not. I don't really remember, but I was just, I know I was miserable. And he's like, run, we're finishing the hike on a run. And we've barely seen any animals the whole day. So we do this run and he's like, come on, come on. You know, like, like, like motivating me to go the whole time and like pushing me, um, to make me do it. And we get to the end and we're like 25 feet from the car. And we Again, we haven't seen any real wildlife the whole day. And we're 25 feet from the car. And he goes, stop. And I think he's just like letting me take a break. And I like stop in my tracks. And he goes, Forrest, come here quietly. So I walk like back up to him. And we turn. And there's this huge bull elephant just standing in the trees right beside us, like in the shade and the dappled lighting. And (laughs) my son just woke up. And my wife just got back from a walk. Good timing. Um, I like Forrest in vacation mode. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, and, um, we just so this, stop and I stop. Yeah. Yeah. And we stop and, and we look and he goes, sit down. So we sit down quietly and we're like 20 foot away from this elephant. And this is a unique behavior that only occurs in monopools and nowhere else in the world. And Kyle, you can look this up. The elephant jumps up on his back legs and reaches up into the tree and Kyle look up standing or, uh, just where I got uh, monopools like hind. Oh, yeah. Wow. That. It's the only place in the world this happens is in this national park. And the elephant does exactly what he's doing in that image right there. And we're like 20 feet away from him. And he gets up on his hind legs and we're sitting on the ground. And, um, and we watch this happen. He feeds in the marula tree like five, five or six times like that. And then he kind of lands and snuffs and walks off into the bush. And my grandpa was like, there you go. You earned that. That's why you got that. And I was like, oh, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I was like 10, 10 years old. And it, I don't know why that memory came back to me when you brought it up. That's awesome, dude. That's really Shit. fucking cool. Yeah, <laughs> That's interesting. So that's because there, there's marula trees all over, but that's, I guess, the only place where they learned how to get the taller ones. Is it a learned behavior, a, you think? It, that's a good question. There's a group called the Zambezi Elephant Fund that's been sort of researching it. And they're trying to figure out if it's something that is instinctual or it's something that's learned and nobody really seems to know, but it's the only place in the world that it's documented to happen where the elephants get up on their hind legs and reach up into the trees to get the fruit. And no, no idea why, um, you know, there, there is obviously more fruit up higher, but yeah, no idea why that's the only place that happens. Uh, don't mean to interrupt, but I think Jess is taking her top off behind you in the, uh, she, she just moved now, but I think she realized she was, she was in view. (laughs) This is a public podcast, so what are you going to do? Going to everyone. What about you, Pat? 
What's your what's oh, your favorite I mean, animal? I mean, look, I could come up with stories from extinct or alive, or you know, from Greenland. Uh, but mine mine also involved a cat. Nice. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. I was in uh, sure a nice moment. I was waiting for a boat. I was in Thailand. The boat was late to come pick us up on this little island. And uh, there was like a little convenience store where you could buy snacks. And there was this just really malnourished little kitten. And it was just sickly thin, right? It just wasn't, didn't, didn't have a lot going on. And uh, you could buy at this little snack counter, you could buy cuttlefish that was just like cut into strips. Oh, to oh eat. cool. It was like, I don't know if it was boiled or how they cooked it or whatever. I'm sure so it was I just disgusting. Bought a, yeah, I didn't. I didn't need any cuttlefish. I respect them too much. But, uh, so I just bought a big pile of cuttlefish. I just sat on this bench, and this little kitten just fucking ate cuttlefish out of my hand. And, and then, like you could tell, it was so happy, oh, and it just felt really good. And I was just drinking a couple beers while I was waiting for my boat, feeding this little kitten cuttlefish. And uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't think about what happened to it after. But you know, I feel like it might have given him the leg up that it needed to like get on the right track. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's a nice nice moment. And you made his life better, you know? Yeah. And he was eating. So it's like, I feel like if an animal is eating, they're not at death's door yet. They're still like in survival mode. Yeah, he wasn't at death's door. He just needed needed a little helping hand to uh, fatten (laughs) him up a little bit. Good. Like me. Yeah. Yeah. But I also thought I'd never seen just like boiled cuttlefish at like the equivalent of like a 7-Eleven before. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I yeah. thought that was remember, kind of interesting. Do you remember when we were in Vietnam, uh, Patrick, we, we'd go to that 7-Eleven that was across the street from the hotel when we stayed in Hanoi? Because we ended up staying in Hanoi like four or five nights, if I remember. Yeah. Um, like, it was like a hub for us. Yeah, it was. And there was that like 7-Eleven or maybe it was an AM PM across the street and they had green tea flavored Kit Kats. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen those all over Asia, wow. actually. Really? I have I'll t- not. I'll t- that's the, that's I'll tell the you only something. time I've seen them. Yeah. Not good. It. It's not good. No, it's it, not sounds, good. it sounds gross. It's, not, it's, it's, it's like, it's weird. It's almost like, you know, like yogurt covered things. Yeah. Like when mm-hmm. they come like white yogurt covered raisins or, or it's, it's <laughs> chalky. It doesn't really taste like green tea. Not great. I, how dare you? The yogurt covered raisin might be my favorite, like bad treat. I really? love the white it's not yogurt it's like bad white chocolate covered raisins but they're called white yogurt covered raisins yeah it's yeah it's a, a delight it's big it's clearly uh, not yogurt it's big oh. in i think like yogurt is big in like indian culture and uh, other and middle eastern cultures and stuff they kind of use it and that's why they're not as fat and terrible as we americans are is because instead of just dousing it in sugar they use like yogurt which has some healthy components to it and then we just when we do it, you know, it's like chocolate-covered almond. Okay. Dude, right. I'll, I'll tell you a weird, a weird sweet treat I had in Japan. I went to uh, the Tsukiji Fish Market. It's like a thing to do if you're in Tokyo. It's like you've seen pictures of it. It's like the biggest fish market in the world. But it's open from like 5 to 7 in the morning, and then it closes. Mm. So you're just shoulder to shoulder with people like shoving through these things and – it's fucking 5.15 a.m. You just like slurp down an oyster for 50 cents <laughs> and you like cruise over here. You just eat some raw fish. You just eat, get a big belly full of raw fish. And we ate so much <laughs> raw fish way too early after drinking oh. all night the night before. Oh, God. That uh, me and my traveling partner were like, oh, God, like I feel like shit. <laughs> it's like, what's the right thing to do? And then we saw this, this little guy selling those little mochi balls. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, you yeah. You know those things? And we we're like, I yeah, love mochi. They're, it's so fucking good, man. Something about oh, that so texture. Good. Yeah. 
But uh, and <laughs> red bean flavored. Mm, oh yeah, we got like six flavors. I've we got like a strawberry. Oh my god. Was I've seen good? the red bean flavored. I've never dabbled. I've seen it at fancy sushi restaurants. Red bean flavored mochi. And I'm like, I don't know if it I is, want my ice cream to it taste is the like shit. Like you get it next time. Um, yeah, I will get it next time. And this is from the guy who <laughs> fucking Forrest, you order bubble gum ice cream when we get ice cream. That was one time. And you're never letting that go. It's a huge mistake. Uh, <laughs> two scoops. It's literally just a five second video of in the Galapagos. After we found Fern, we went out, we were about to go out drinking. We stopped at an ice cream place and I have a video of Forrest saying two scoops of bubble gum, please. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Yeah. Speaking, yeah. He's never let that go. And it was a huge Why would mistake. He? It was disgusting. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of, of weird, sweet treats, Kyle, can you pull up the photo? I just texted you. I want to, I want to get Pat's initial reaction. Oh, oh hell fucking yes. Dude. <laughs> hell yes. Yo. Oh my God. What a great idea. Yo, for those who are only listening, cookies. it is a sugar cookie with three beautiful candy corns embedded in the top. Did you, you know that candy corns that. are covered in insect secretion, Pat? That's right. That's right. It's a fact. Look it up, you disgusting filth pig. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have. You, I know that this was a big divisive issue last Halloween, and man, we wolfed out an entire bag between the three of us. I know, but in the but studio. Listen, I, I I like candy corn, but not after hearing that it's just covered in bug secretions. What are you talking about? What do you? I don't yeah, remember yeah, this. What I are think you talking you're full about? Shit. No, I swear to God. Listen, the lac insect produces a shiny, durable resin that's used as the basis for all kinds of coatings. The words shellac and lacquer both come from the name of the bug, typically right. found under the name confectioner's glaze or pure food glaze. It is in. So, Candy corn, sirs. All right. So apparently this is like a thing, especially um, uh, in the like heavily dated, like conservative versus liberal thing. The like eating bugs thing. Have you guys heard about this? It's like a, a don't let them eat bugs. Yeah, I what? hadn't. I just. Well, no, no, no. They don't it's want like people to eat bugs. That's it's, apparently it's that's a thing. a thing. It's becoming a divisive thing. Yeah, yeah. It, apparently. And I don't really understand it. I'm not I'm not going to get into the politics of it, frankly, because I. Absolutely don't understand it. But I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. We should be eating bugs. And I don't know what side of the coin that falls Fucking on, liberal. Like, sure, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> First of all, some bugs are delicious, okay? Secondly, oh, not the ones yeah, we ate in Vietnam. But <laughs> no, those were gross. That was because you burned them. That's the only reason those tasted yeah. like shit. Burnt bugs. Yes. No blame. But anyway, it's just really, I, I didn't know about this whole po political side of it, but like, Getting grossed out by eating bug parts, my point is that's a mistake. Bug protein is very good for you. Should it replace a hamburger? Absolutely not. Okay, I want a hamburger. I don't want. I don't want a beetle burger. But it is that. Oof. I don't want that. Whatever no. Kyle just found, I don't want that. Nope. Yuck. I don't want that. I cannot have mealworms, dude. Yuck. 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 No, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I don't want to eat mealworms. But some bugs, roasted crickets and scorpions, which taste just like. Uh, Tastes just like crawdads or lobster. Um, it, there's some great bugs out there, so don't be grossed out by a little lacquer bug beetle juice on your uh, uh, on your candy corn. <laughs> I don't. Also, by the way, it, this fucking lac resin. It, it's also commonly used in basically every bottle of wine. And in Let's soda, it, I'm not drinking so. any more. Uh, no more wine. No more soda. Oh yeah, no, I'm, pure I'll get hard the podcast. liquor. 
Well, yeah. so well, what but about real the, quick, that's wait, wait, dumb wait. that that's a political oh, yeah. issue because so friend of friend of Forrest and mine, Courtney Borgerson, like that's right. she's like dedicated her life to sustainable insect uh, right. farming in in Madagascar, which is one of you know it's it's a place where there actually are real food shortages with right. real people starving that don't have access to food. Correct. Um, and you know, so she's been working on the sustainable uh, insect thing for years. Why She'd can't be a great working? guest on the pod. She'd be a great I guest. Know. Didn't we have pod. her? We should do that. Well, I, we had. Uh, uh, I can offer a little bit of insight on the insect diver- divisiveness because it's been eking its way into the conspiracy subreddit. So oh, anytime Here this we is go. the, Here the we conspiracy go. subreddit is the the best spot to watch out for the next like political divisiveness thing that has nothing to do with politics. So what's the, that the word? Not, divisiveness. Divisive, yeah, you, what are you, British, mate? Divisiveness. Uh, Did you call it a strawberry or a strawberry? Strawberry. <laughs> Let's Listen, hear about it. I don't know. I honestly so, don't know uh, anything about it. I'd like to no, hear. No, I mean, so basically, it's this thing in the conspiracy realm. Uh, it's fresh. It's a new conspiracy, and mm. people are talking about how you know it's the haves versus the have-nots. Oh, they're gonna make us all eat insects now. That's like the big new thing, so they can have all the meat and all this stuff for themselves, you know, because it's always about like the rich versus the poor. So the conspiracy is that they're trying to get us hooked uh, or like to want the insects and to want to eat them so they can enjoy all the delectable meats and cheeses and other things that are out there. Hold on. (laughs) First of all, that's awesome. Those are delectable. (laughs) First of all, that's awesome. Secondly, so what? If you were like, if if you were poor, and you yeah. were like, oh, man, bugs are del- – if you were rich, who cares? And you were like, bugs are delicious. That's great. You're saving money. Dude. You're saving the planet. That's a good thing. That, like, that's, that's what, a, that's right? what a rational person thinks, you know? But everything's got to be like – anything that can be a, a, a fire to be stoked online. You got yeah. state actors, China, Russia, just stoking the conspiracy subreddits. like this is an issue. It's a left-right thing. It's, it's, it, that's what's happening. Well, look, I'll tell you what, man, I've had a couple beyond burgers. I've had, uh, there's like a chicken one. That's like a Buffalo chicken patty. That's plant-based, you know, once in a while, I don't know. My wife buys them. Uh, uh, they're fucking good. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah, they're great. You cover a beyond burger and fucking the same mustard and mayo and pickles. Delicious. I'll eat it. I don't care if they can find a way to gr- uh, economically grind up mealworms, <laughs> shape them into a thing, put some spices in and it tastes like a beyond burger. Uh, if if you tell me that uh, you know we can get people eating that, sure, why not? This is a, this is a business less fucking opportunity. Farmland, you know, less cows farting into the ozone. Sure, <laughs> I'll eat it. I'm I eat you burgers it. and I eat meat because that's the most readily available thing that tastes like that. It's true. Right. Yeah, exactly. insects are high in protein, also. Yeah, and low in I'm fat for the most part. Yeah, that's interesting. It. We're on I the insect the train here. I love the collective they. Don't you love the collective they? The they them? The their theys? No, just like they're <laughs> trying to make us do that and they're trying yeah. to put the, put us down. It's like, who are they? And why are they so <laughs> busy like doing this? <laughs> well, it's, Gavin Newsom is the they. That's that's who's doing yeah, it all. Sure. Everything bad. Right. It's just yeah. it's just your your it's anything you're against, they're doing. So you're like right. they're doing right. this, they're exactly. doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so I'm funny. good for a, I'm good for a rant about the man keeping me down every once in a while, like when I have to pay taxes mm-hmm. and shit. I, I oh, don't yeah. quite oh, yeah. get it. Um, wait, I was going to ask you, though, what's the most delicious insect you've ever tasted? And you can't mm. say ants. 
Mapani mm. worms. Kyle, Google Mapani, M-O-P-A-N-I. They are these giant caterpillars that live on the Mapani tree where I'm from in <laughs> Zimbabwe. And they're, yeah, I know. You don't want, you don't think of eating a caterpillar. And every year when they, yeah, Oof. those big bats. Oh, are. that's a mouthful. Wow. For those of you who are just listening, that is about the width if you put your two hands together. Holy <laughs> shit. That's massive. Yeah. It's like a cat shit size. It's the exact it's, size. Wow, of a, oh, it is. Cat it's shit. a cat shit size. <laughs> and they Very put colorful. them on a skewer. They put them on a skewer and roast them. And it's like, it's like creamy shellfish with a little crunch on the Oof. outside. It's See, uh, Interesting. It's, yeah, it's good, yeah. man. I'm telling you, it's good. Listen, and it's like I'm not going to get upset like about it. Good. I won't get mad about it, but I'll say I like Pat's idea better of crushing up the insects and putting them in some kind of molded meat type shape <laughs> because yeah. even one of those and it's like creamy burst of cream of mushroom soup on the inside is <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> That, yeah, when you describe it that way, that's that's gross. It's just it's a mental thing. You have to get past that it, what it looks like, right? Yeah, you got to get past exactly. what it looked like before death, right? Because right. a cow, I, they're cute as shit. Right, cows are cute. I'm gonna show, I'm gonna show you guys something that uh, here. I'm He's gonna pull his Kyle pants down chat. again. No, that was pre-recording. Um, <laughs> could you get over the mental aspect of this? And I see it every time I go to Malawi and you know me, I try everything. We'll never, we'll, I just won't try it. Just won't try it. Kyle, pull it up, please. Oh boy. Give us a couple. Kyle. Uh, zoom in. Can you zoom in more? Yeah. See if you can figure out what's going on here. Uh, it's Ooh, a are those like bats sort. or so rodents? Rats. Oh yeah. It's rats. Yeah. It's street rats that they catch by the dozen Stick them on these sticks and uh, just cook them whole over a fire and like let the hair singe off. And I've only been in Malawi a handful of times, but you see them. They're like they're like your Starbucks. They're like every couple of blocks uh, down the road. There's a guy standing there with rat on a stick. And I just I just won't Have do you it. tried one. Now you haven't tried it. I just mm-hmm. I've I've eaten a type of rat once before called a cane rat, which is like it's almost like a guinea pig. It's like this big thing. And it was mm. cooked nicely. But the idea of these like 12 rats on a kebab mm. sitting on a roadside in the sun, guts in, like Ugh. hair singed off. I'm a little Ugh. queasy. It's not for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I would eat me. pizza rat. I would eat pizza what? rat. Like, because well, like they say animals, like, what pizza rat is? Kyle, Google pizza rat. Pizza rat, like, what, pizza rat's way more famous than you, Forrest. Pizza rat got <laughs> very it. famous after an incident like a year ago in New York City. <laughs> Where he was filmed. Oh, yes, I remember. Making yeah, off with an entire <laughs> New York City style slice. That's you gotta fold that to get that. Look in at the mouth. one with the Chicago deep dish style on there. <laughs> Look to the left, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Genius. Don't eat it, rat. You'll feel like shit after. But isn't that <laughs> We've been I, feel over like, I, I feel like that is just like I mean, I guess it doesn't because it's so common, but isn't that just asking to get some kind of like intestinal parasite or something? They carry so much disease and and like filth. They're very dirty, right? I I would rat. rather uh, I would rather rat. eat Malawi bush rat on a stick than anything out of New York City. That's for sure. Any rat. <laughs> uh, let me be clear. Damn. Any rat out of oh, New York okay. City. Not Just any say. food group from New York City. Um, <laughs> that would be can I can I segue us quickly into a very fast one off version of of one of our favorite games? Yes, please. Yeah. Let's play the cryptid game. 
Malawi, home to one of our, my favorite cryptids, an incident that Forrest knows well, mm-hmm. in which a mysterious beast evacuated an entire town because it was killing so many people. It's called the Malawi Terror Beast. <laughs> Forrest, you know, you know quite a bit about the incident, right? I should go second, but I do know okay. a bit about the the incident. So right. in a town in Malawi, there were multiple incursions over the course of like five years where this terror beast, Kyle, see if you get a, get a photo of our Malawi terror beast that doesn't give away what it may be, and where this terror beast was coming into villages, snatching children out of people's huts in the night and killing them. And yep. it got so bad, as Patrick pointed out, that they evacuated the town. They literally 4,000 people, 4,000 oh, wow. people relocated. Yeah, Not was, an easy thing. This to do. was the that's a good that's a good find there, Kyle. This was yep. the this was the artist's <laughs> child artist's rendering <laughs> of what the, uh, <laughs> the Malawi terror beast was. Peter, I think yeah. Patrick knows because we worked on this. What do you think it was? Well, well real quick, I just want to I just want to add oh, to this. So, yeah. It, this is not that old. So this was in 2003, right? These people right. that live in the Dawa district or Doha of Malawi, you know, they know what the animals are that live around mm-hmm. them. They've seen them. This was, they mm-hmm. described as a, an aggressive beast that did not act like any of the other animals they were used to. Uh, killed five people, maimed over 20. Wow. And it was so bad. So many, you know, five kids, five kids. Jesus. 20 injured, people losing limbs. This thing's That's attacked crazy. 25 people in 2003. What, what could it be? Well, this is uh, clearly a case of a, uh, of a dark witch or a bad witch doctor. Uh, and it was, that was a prevailing belief and still is, actually. Yeah. But dark shaman. They, they're able to shift shapes into different animals. Uh, we have them here as well in, in, uh, at, at a place called Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, that's what these are, 100%. There's no way they would have evacuated a town of 4,000 people. But after the explanation of what it really was, I want to know what happened. Like, did they come back? Was, did he go away? Did they kill it? But tell us, please. I'm dying to know. I actually don't remember what the upshot of it was other than, well, believe, the, the prevailing belief is that it was a hyena. And it's probably like that famous what? tiger that started really? eating. Yeah. It's probably like that famous tiger that started eating people because it had a broken jaw and like people were the easiest thing to eat. And I forget the tiger's name, but um, it was probably a case like that where the hyena was sick or it had figured something out or it, 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 it couldn't compete or something like that. But the it prevailing figured out belief, that humans are assholes and it's just like I'm going to eat and them just all. Incredibly easy to eat. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Malawi terror beast was believed to be a hyena. Um, and I wow. think it would have been a striped hyena. So Kyle, pull up a picture of a striped hyena. Yeah. Um, yeah, the authorities, that, they killed, they did kill a hyena that had rabies and they oh. think that, that that put an end to it. Wow. There you go. Dude. But look at this animal. Terrifying. You got to admit that's yeah. pretty close. Now, now striped yes. hyena are yeah. pretty rare and pretty hard and very elusive. So to see one of these versus your regular brown hyena, you know, that pretty much matches the image of that drawing that you saw there earlier with the they're so, their faces are so stupid looking. They look like like <laughs> like your dumb friend, your dumb friend, Randy. <laughs> like, look at his dumb, dumb face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, guys. Um, but, dude, could you imagine that one of those coming into your hut? 
and taking your kid. Like, what would you even do? That would be the scariest fucking thing imaginable. Like, crazy. Rightfully that they 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 evacuated that town of four thousand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, have you have you ever seen a rabid animal? You, you, I mean, we know you know. Have you actually ever seen one? I never. Not have. in person. No, no, I never have. I've seen a video. Uh, I never have. I'm gonna have Kyle pull up a video here. Oh god. You know, it's it's sad to see, but we know animals have rabies. But just to give some context, this is a video of a of a rabid raccoon. Okay. Oh boy. And you can just sort of see, you know, it's not acting right, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. sad. Obviously, this animal was euthanized. Um, you know, it's foaming at the mouth. It's, it's gnashing its teeth. Um, you want to go catch fishes? Yeah. Soon. Um, so imagine. Uh, yeah. All right. That's enough. A, a hyena. Yeah. Imagine a hyena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That size, that strength, that, ju- <laughs> you know, PSI. Dude, yeah, just they're they're you're crazy too. Rabies literally makes your brain deteriorate. You're afraid of water. You're afraid of air swallowing water. You go absolutely insane, no matter the species. And it's got a hundred percent kill rate in humans, anyways. All right, it's fucking crazy. Well, here's what I here's what I think we do. Okay, we I don't think Uh-oh. we've done a battle royale in a minute. I, I'm gonna wrap no. up. My kid wants to go fishing. Can't ever say no to that opportunity. So. <sighs> I wonder, we're going to wrap up here. Here's what we're going to do. Last game. This game, the, this Battle Royale. Should we do the jingle? We should do the jingle. Battle Royale jingle. Yeah. What? Battle Royale. Um, okay, here's the Battle Royale. You have to set one rabid animal free in the subways <laughs> of New York City. Whoever's rabid animal survives the longest but also maims the most people wins. <laughs> okay. Just one, and you got to explain why. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Okay. Um, Can you go Patrick, first? You're up first. No, Fuck. I have to think about I'll it. I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Right. I, I got a thread. Okay, just one animal. This is simple. Uh, people are going to be disappointed because it's so easy, but it's so obvious. I'm selecting a rat because a, a rabid rat will just be in the subways of, of America, in New York, biting people's toes, ankles. People have flip-flops on. Nobody's going to even know that this is happening or see this fucking thing. It'll be on the platforms like every other rat that's there as, until it dies, just biting people's feet rabidly. So the goal was for, to kill as many people as possible? Mame. I use the word Mame. So okay. I probably should. Yeah. So there's a okay. right answer here. That, that's fine. That's fine. Cause that's not really maiming anyone though. Is it the rat? It's, Dude, it's rats. nipping. Yeah. No, he's maiming. Have you seen the claws on those things? <laughs> well, I thought you just said people wearing flip flops are going to get bit by this rat and not even know what's happening. Well, exactly. That what that's what said. I meant. But these claws are vicious. If he chooses okay. to use his claws, these people oh, yeah, are going okay. down. Bloody. So, all right. There's a correct answer and I know it. I'm going <laughs> to win. Right. Let's go. A moose. Bear. Because, wow. because I don't, he doesn't need to take the time to stop and bite or use claws. It's just going to run at top speed and just swing its head left to right, smash people yeah. into the platform. Might not, you know, it'll kill a few people, unfortunately, but, um, well, but it's also going to maim a bunch yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing, you set that mm-hmm. thing rapidly <laughs> free in a crowded New York City subway. 
it might it might take out like five million people. <laughs> well, so the, the thing about the rat, though, too, is is that once the other once it's infected all the other humans with rabies, they will be mauling each other. So by extension, the rat oh, is oh now boy. everybody oh is boy. mauling and attacking each other. So it's a zombie. It's it's World War Z. Essentially. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Got it. Here's mine. Here's mine. In the cities of New York subway, there's there's one answer. It's a honey badger. It is a burrowing <laughs> animal that's built like a tank. That's absolutely ferocious. It can hide in the subway. It's not going to get run over by any of the trains because it can go, borrow underneath the tracks. It's going to pop huh. up, maim like a dozen people at a time, disappear again. Authorities will never find it. It's it's already basically Evil. rabid. Like, Kyle, go to that picture, <laughs> second one down on the left-hand side. Like, look at that. That thing with rabies, forget about Evil. it. Evil little yeah. bastard. Yeah, no, yeah that guy, that. that's a nightmare in the subway, straight up. Until my rat bites his feet, then he's fucked. <laughs> and by the way, if my rat bites the moose or the fucking badger's feet and then starts maiming people, that counts as my maims, my kills. My maims. Those are my, my maims, baby. Um, all right, go play with right. your kid, Forrest. Uh, Pat, I know you got a call as per usual. I'm going to wrap us out because I am excited about the new website. Make sure you go there, wildtimes.club. And all the links to everything else are there. Wildtimes.club forward slash info to get to all the socials and everything else. Uh, at Wildtimes Pod on all the socials. And the Patreon is patreon.com forward slash Wildtimes Pod. But don't forget, go to wildtimes.club. Check out all the stuff we got there. Log in. We got all the videos there. It's an awesome website. Adding a forum that you guys can talk to each other on and get into all that shenanigans and yeah that's it i'm happy i'm excited i love you guys no no i was talking to the to the fans the listeners the listeners bye